Hey everybody, it's Ellie Noss here. I'm sitting in my backyard listening to cars go by and construction workers rocking out to music. (laughs) I have a wonderful episode today that we recorded in studio, but first I wanted to share with you, Mac Weldon is our sponsor again. Um, This makes me really excited because 100% of that check will go directly towards Atomic Mom's recording equipment. And also because... I love Mack Weldon. Their shirts are so soft and naturally antimicrobial so they don't get stinky. And I'm buying Adam more socks and underwear for Christmas. He wears it to the gym. He wears it to work. If you don't like your first pair, they'll refund you the money and you can still keep it. No questions asked. Uh, My husband was trotting around in his underwear the other day and he said he really liked the support. I can't believe I'm sharing that. Anyway, he did. He's kind of obsessed with Mac Weldon too. Uh, and by kind of, I mean completely. So go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using the code ATOMIC. Now, don't forget to use ATOMIC because you want the 20% off and because I want them to know that Atomic Moms listeners are trying out their stuff. Get those holiday gifts. MacWeldon.com. Isn't that adorable? That's what Adam and Sabrina sing at night before she goes to bed. (sighs) I'm also embarrassed to say that my two-year-old knows the words to Cheers theme song better than me. (laughs) Uh, Hi, everybody. I am Ellie Noss, and that hunky voice you've never heard before was my husband, Adam, who after a year of doing this podcast, I feel like you know him as well as I do, especially after I just shared that tidbit about his underwear. Um, which I think would totally freak him out. Anyway, I've missed you guys and I've been thinking about you a lot while figuring out how to make this damn website, atomicmoms.com, but it's on its way. It's up and running. Um, I have a lot of ideas for it. Uh, and if any of our listeners know about SEO, will you please message me on our Atomic Moms Facebook page? Cause I think of us all as like a crew, like we're a community. So, uh, Uh, I would love your help. (laughs) And for our new listeners, welcome. I'm Ellie, your new mom friend. And Atomic Moms podcast is an intimate, playful, and ongoing conversation with parenting experts, celebrities, and listeners all over the world about the joys, challenges, and complexities of caring for our little ones and ourselves. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at Atomic Moms. And we have over 56 podcast episodes available for your listening pleasure. I wonder where that plane is going. I wish I were going with them. Um, to Hawaii. When our uh, guest, a brilliant Emmy-winning actor, Tony Hale, when he and I were sharing a little scene in the upcoming Alvin and the Chipmunks movie, coming out soon, go see it, uh, I really wanted to throw in a joke. And I was like, should I ask the director if I can say that? And Tony was like, no, don't ever ask. So I'm having one of those moments again because I know the way I introduce our guest today is 
might kind of uh, freak her out. But I'm going to take Tony Hill's advice and I'm not going to ask. So Kelly Zyphen is my guest today and she is one of those people that I might be scared to approach at a party. Um, you might be thinking, Ellie, come on, girl, get some self-esteem. Uh, but let me paint a picture for you. Uh, okay, you know that Maroon 5 song? This love has taken its toll on me. She said goodbye to me too many times before. God, see, we should have had Adam and Sabrina sing it. It would have been way better. Anyway, you probably know. Maybe you know the song I'm talking about. You definitely know it. You might not have been able to recognize it from that rendition. <laughs> However, okay, so Kelly, our guest today, she plays the heartbreaker in that video. She is a former model. And here's what is incredibly unfair. She is a model with brains and a total go-getter attitude. She has three-year-old twins, a boy and a girl, and she's a co-founder of a dynamite charity. And I love episodes like this because it's like sitting down with a girlfriend. You start off talking about superficial shit and then boom, you go down the rabbit hole of discovery. She's going to speak to us a little bit about her daughter's recently diagnosed heart condition. And I don't want to spoil anything for you guys, but you're not going to want to miss what she says about what she's chosen to remember about her own mother. <sighs> Y'all, this is a great episode. Welcome to Atomic Moms. And they're always glad you came. Boo, boo, boo. You want to go where people know your troubles are all the same. You want to go where everybody knows your name. Hello, everybody. I am back with Miss Kelly Zyphen. She is mama to twin three-year-olds, George and Lily. She is co-founder and creative director of Little Minis, a kid's clothing company, and also a co-founder of the Alliance of Moms, a group that supports LA's pregnant and parenting foster youth. You are one busy mama. Yes, I am very busy. Okay. I want to talk about the twins first. Okay. Hit they me. are three years old. They just turned three a couple days ago. What was it like throwing a birthday party for twin three-year-olds? Um, it was pretty crazy. Actually, I didn't know how crazy it was going to be until everyone got there. And then I realized, oh, there's double the friends. So there's boy and girl everywhere. Um, but the, I decided instead of getting fancy, we had a puppet show and I... That sounds a little fancy. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I ordered pizza. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, what kind of pizza? Just plain cheese? Chibo pizza, fancy pizza for the parents, and then cheese pizza for the kids. That's great. Yeah. How many kids were there? Um, 27 children. How do you even know 27 children? Um, that's a really good question. Uh, just friends from like mommy groups. And now we have 18 kids in our class at school. I mean, they're siblings. It gets, did you have valet parking? I can't even imagine that many people like parking on your street. No. Do people do valet parking at birthday parties? I don't parties? know. I feel like in LA, that's a really I mean, good idea. everyone in the Midwest right now is just like, what is LA talking about? But the problem is on these streets in LA, like you can't park. Oh, well, I'm lucky. I live in a really like flat neighborhood in LA yeah. that has plenty of parking. Oh, there yeah. is? Yeah. Okay. So much parking. But then there's like the street parking issues, like the left side. You know right what? Side. You're going to have to figure that out yourself. I know. Well, my problem is I'm on a hill. So. So if you're not home by 5 p.m., someone else is going to get your spot and uh, you're getting okay. a workout. Well, we do have restrictions, so there's yeah. parking passes. 
Well, that works. Yeah. Yeah, the parking passes. I, I remember growing up in Houston that, like, if somebody, if a stranger's car, like, parked in front of your home, it was, like, a weird thing. Like, why didn't they park in front of the home of where they were going? Yeah. And in L.A., it's like, you never know who's parked Never on know. Front. Never know. And you never get yeah, to ne- park in no. front of your own home. Yeah. Um, so with the... So, okay. Let's go back to the beginning. Okay. The very beginning. The very beginning. I, how many years have you been married? We've been married for five years. Together, eight. Together, eight. And then when did you guys decide to start a family? We uh, started really talking about it. We got engaged um, year two and married year three. And I think once we got married, we sort of hit the ground. We were like, let's try. Let's um, do something now. And little did I know that it was going to take us two years to get pregnant. So we tried, um, and then we went to the fertility route about a year into it, um, is when we sort of, you know, needed the extra help. I imagine from, you know, the bio I just read about you, Kelly, and like knowing you personally that like when you set your mind to something, you make it happen. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about that first year of trying? Trying. Yeah. So it's something I've always wanted to be as a mom and, you know, waiting until I was 30 to even try didn't, I, I didn't really think about that. And I mean, if I granted, if I got um, pregnant and married who I was dating at 21, that would have been a disaster. But <laughs> 30, you know, I thought like, it's going to be easy. We're going to do this. It's going to happen right away. And sort of, I'm a planner and I'm really organized. So I just expected that to just be the way it was going to be. And it wasn't, and it was really difficult process for us because just every month it was no, 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 no. And then it was blaming sort of myself and like, did I wait too long? And, you know, there was a, a whole mess of things. So and with uh, let's get into the mess of things for a moment because I know there are so many moms yeah. out there or like or, or mothers <clears throat> that have gone through this uh, or going through this with trying to have their second child. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of women that um, aren't pregnant yet were having a guest who is who just adopted two children, mm-hmm. and so like this is such a big thing. And and I'd love for our listeners to hear a little more about like what did you you know what. <sighs> How did that impact your marriage? Like, was there blame there? No. And I think that was the most important thing was, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about Lily and her, my, my daughter, super Lily and her heart condition. And my husband in both scenarios, which really just told me, um, who my partner was for things was that, you know, it is what it's supposed to be regardless of anything and how we make it and where it comes from and all of those things, like we're going to be happy together no matter what happens. So kids are just an added bonus to our life. So it was really this, this, it was very stressful and very disappointing for quite some time. And he actually was the one that said, my friend and I were talking at the golf course and we were talking about fertility and he mentioned a fertility specialist. Maybe we should go and, you know, talk to them. And I, I do remember going there and, you know, him being tested for his things. And I had, you know, separate testings for my things to see if everything was, you know, correct and moving along. And it was kind of a daunting process, but I do remember like 
you know, Julian also feeling sort of like, maybe this is my fault. And it's like, it's not your fault. It's no one's fault. We're going to figure it out. And just, it's going to take a little bit longer. Um, and I always hated people who came around and said like, oh, what it's meant to be will be, or everything's going to work out. And it just drove me nuts because that's just not how I was feeling inside. Um, what's a thing that I can say to a friend who might be struggling with fertility? You know, I'm, I have two girlfriends that are very close to me right now who are going through it and I get emotional talking to them because I just know, I mean, they're, they're now into their second child and it was, it was one of them, you know, went through fertility and one of them was quite easy to get pregnant and now it's not as easy. So it's, it's hard. I get emotional to them about it. Just saying, you know, um, everything is going to be okay because it is going to be okay. Um, and you know, if you want to talk about it and you want to scream and you want to cry and you want to be frustrated, like, let me be that, like, you know, to sit there with you. And it's not like, you never know, it might not be okay, you know, for them in, in what their hope and dream was, but they have a beautiful child or, you know, they have a beautiful family. And so it's, it's a, I don't know, it's a, it's hard to, it's the same thing when someone dies, right? Like, what do you say to your friend? It's it's just a hard situation because it's a it's a sad process and I remember just hating hearing about it but I had to keep saying over in my head like it is gonna be okay like no matter what happens so the nose and the nose and the nose and then finally you know I had endometriosis which I found out and I had to get surgery to remove endometriosis and then I was put on the pill to remove cysts and then I was taken off and then I, we tried, but then one month we tried, um, we tried IUI many times. So you had mentioned you weren't familiar with IUI mm-hmm. and that's sort of a step before IVF. And that's where they take, um, the sperm and they spin it and they take the fastest, strongest swimmers and they inject the day you ovulate. So it's quite a process. You go in a lot, they're checking for your ovulation when the eggs drop and all this stuff. And then they inject the day. So it sort of bypasses like any romantic sexy time, <laughs> but, um, but you I, could pick the sex. Y- well, you could, just, like, you could spin do out that. All the boys. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> we didn't do that. Um, but I also took shots that month, which I hadn't done before to stimulate the process of, um, the egg, pro- you know, to, to stimulate the eggs. And, um, I had just removed the cysts. So if, had I waited, um, I probably could have conceived naturally because I was all cleared and ready to go, but I just pumped myself full of medicine. Cause we were like, might as well. Um, we'd been trying and he had mentioned we'd have to do IVF the next month if it didn't work out this time. Um, and then sure enough, um, the conversation that my husband was not a part of was, Hey, you just, you know, you're, you overproduce this month, like crazy. There's six eggs. And I just want to talk to you about multiples. And I was like, uh, like multiples as in like more than three (laughs) or multiples as like, Two? I what don't did understand. Because I was like, can I have six kids? Yeah. Is that possible? Like I was You get a reality show with that. I know, right? <laughs> um he so Julian wasn't there in the room. I had to make the decision whether we did the IUI that day. And I said, you know, we've been trying for two years. If it have, if I get two kids out of this, like or three or whatever, that's a different <laughs> story. But um I I just didn't even in, in my mind imagine that that was gonna be the case. And then I said, sure, let's just do the IUI. And I called 
Julie and I said, wow, this is really romantic. What's happening right now? <laughs> and then um, we waited. And I actually didn't take the test when the doctor told me to take the test on like a Wednesday because I just felt like it was going to say no again. And I was going to yeah. be devastated again. And it was just this whole daunting process every month. And I was just over it. And my brother told me I had to take the test. So he's like, just take it, just take it. And I said, I'm not going to do it. And he's like, I'm going to wait on the phone until you take it. So I took it and I got on the phone and I said, oh my God, it says I am. So oh then God, so it was with your brother yes, on the and phone? not my husband, which is terrible. <laughs> and then I called. I waited all day to tell my husband. Oh, see, this is, this is like my cuckoo brain. I thought, what if something bad happens in this day period and I can't yeah. tell Julian and he never finds out that I'm pregnant? Like I thought the worst of the worst. So I called him at the office. Yeah. And he answered. Oh, was it like if you were in a car wreck or yeah, something? Yeah, or he was in a car accident or something. Oh something just like horrific. Well, now I won't wait again. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I just like, I sat in the house and I was like, oh my God. And trust me, like I'd done all the research, like romantic ways to tell your husband you're pregnant for the first time. Uh-huh. And I was like, I couldn't wait. It just was like, we had tried so hard. So I called him at the office and I said, honey. And he's like, yeah. And I go, I took a test. And he said, Anne? And I go, I think it said yes. And he goes, that's it? this is how you tell me <laughs> this is it. And I, and he's like, I've had these like moments of thinking of how you were going to tell me you were pregnant. And really you call me at the office. And I was like, I'm sorry. I just couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. And yes. I told my brother first. Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, my brother was with me yeah, sort totally. of. So he came home and we were really excited. And you didn't know how many. Oh God, no. So you're just like, how okay, many? I yeah. could maybe have six in me right now. Well, I really, realistically, I was like, it's really hard to get pregnant. Like, come on. How what are the, really the chances that he told the doctor said like 11% chance of twins. And I was like, I mean, what are the chances? 11%. Yeah. Wow. I mean, on IUI, which never happens. Yeah. IUI is like, and you got it just George doesn't. and Lily. You got George and Lily. And I remember going into the doctor with Julian and he, there, he was like looking around the belly and he goes, well, you have at least two. Oh my God. And we both were like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what did you just say? And Julian was like, got up and he was pacing. And he's like, no, you have two, you have two. Look, here's one and here's two. Look at the heartbeat. And I was like, oh my God, I have two in my belly. And I was like, so excited. Julian looked at me and he's like, did you just turn in your tuition? Because I was at USC grad school. <laughs> and I go, yeah, I just turned in my second semester. And he goes, get it back. Get it back right now. <laughs> so he was like frazzled for like a good day. Yeah. And then when you were, okay, so then when you were, pregnant with twins you're carrying twins Mm -hmm. and for our listeners Kelly is a former runway model like what was that like with your body (laughs) to be carrying twins like you're so tiny but I don't know well I'm also very tall um I'm not tiny I appreciate you saying that (laughs) um I'm just incredibly tall and I have like the longest torso ever so I think that there was just room for them there was a lot of room and I you know was blessed to make it like two days shy of full term which is 39 weeks I feel like doesn't ever happen it doesn't happen right with twins no I I mean mean, I don't know anything about this yeah it doesn't it doesn't like I you know I was like on I was like very um you made it longer than I made it with my one we were 38 weeks you were yeah and my water broke yeah, my water ended up breaking, but the, but I, you know, carrying them, I didn't know anything different and I was just so excited. I hardly ever complained, not for basically maybe till at the end of it. I know it sounds so silly cause I was, I was feeling like so blessed. I cannot believe 
I was complaining all this time that I couldn't get pregnant and I was, I was crying for nights and I was like, I'm never having children. It's never happening for me. That's, I guess it has to be fine. And then now I have twins in my belly and it's just like a boy and a girl. It couldn't be any better. So I was quiet. Like I remember my mother-in-law, um, at her house and we're all sitting down with my father-in-law and um, my husband. And, she, and dad goes, where are you going? And my mother-in-law is in English. She's going to throw up. She'll be right back. <laughs> so I just would like go throw up and come back. And everyone's like, you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. Didn't miss a beat. No, just keep going. Yeah. That sounds like you. You yeah. don't miss a beat, man. Yeah, but it's good. You know, I, I, I felt great. great. I have to tell you that when I had Sabrina, um, you're coming over to my home was so meaningful to me because we, we had, we've talked at parties and stuff, Mm -hmm. but like hadn't really had a chance to really connect. And I was so tired, um, and overwhelmed. And Sabrina was like going, Adam will be mad at me if I say colicky phase. Cause he's like, she didn't have colic and she didn't, but she was, every baby has like, I mean, they're all fuss pots. Yeah. Stomach ache issues going on, acid reflux. We were trying to like tilt her mattress, all that silliness, right? Yeah. Um, but Kelly came over with this little goodie bag too. Like she had, what were those Highland? Yeah. What are those pills called? The, the teething tablets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, but it was the. Um, it's not colic tablets. It was the teething tablets. They were the teething tablets. Uh huh. No, but there was another tablet. It was called something else. Was it the grip water? Yes. Okay. Oh, maybe that's what it was. It was the grip water and the teething tablets. Yeah. But yeah, it was teething tablets because um, it was the gripe water. That's because I, I learned have. in my twins' mommy class mm-hmm. that the teething tablets are better for colicky and fussy babies than the actual colic Highland tablets because the colic has some sort of like something in it where it makes it sleep, like make us like a sleepy sort of feeling. So she said it's not good for the baby. So to, you do the teething tablets, which is just as good. So I and use, even though they're not, they don't have any teeth exactly, coming, you but just it's use still, the teething tablets. Yeah, it's Got still it. like a homeopathic. And then the water was very yeah. helpful and awesome, but yeah. it was so sweet of you to come over and do that. Um, how has becoming a mother like changed your relationship with other women around you? I mean, it's changed everything. There's a, there's a bond I think that happens and, you know, we all are, regardless of like who we are or where we're from or socioeconomic statuses or whatever it is like we were we are all in the same boat we're all struggling at the same time you know going through the the colicky baby or the fussy baby or the you know whatever it is or like the sleeping problems and so it's it's bonded a lot of my friends and I'm really lucky you know I am again lucky to to have children later on too um because all my friends are having kids around the same time. So that's been really helpful and like sort of fun and made it great. But that's how Alliance of Moms came to be is because we started a mommy group and it was, um, the five founders of five of us who knew how important it was as parents who, um, could go and get ask questions and, and we get to go to classes, we get to go to music classes and, you know, outside the box classes and we can have a doula come over and host a mommy class and these like pregnant and parenting foster teens who have no one and in foster care, they have no one to, they have no one to ask questions to. They don't have, they don't know how to talk to your, your baby or how to, you know, how music impacts their lives or brain development or reading to their babies or even nutrition or things like that. So the five of us were like, 
this is great for us. I mean, all five of us are, are, and, and our extended friends and everyone's having, has kids and families and support and let's give, let's just keep giving more support. So that sort of naturally happened for you and I, um, because you were brand new mom and I, I mean, I had two of them and I could ask questions to my twin mommy and me class or like, you know, and I'm sure you had people to ask, but it was just nice that I like, I, for me, I had tools like and important things that I knew worked for me and helped me and just cut, I'm all about cutting and just like getting the best and fast because I really have, that's all, I don't have a lot of time to do stuff. So, um, well, I want the best. And that was what was, what was so great was <clears throat> you came over and you gave me such awesome information. I was so clueless. Like you were the first person to tell me like that I needed to have the blackout windows. Yes. And the box fan, I think. Yeah. Did you mention, you mentioned the box fan. Yeah. Right? Cause okay. I paid $200 on, I was desperate. I called some lady and that, and then I was like, really, you have this, like, you have these like two things that every mom should know about when they have a baby. And I need to tell everyone about this information because it's changed our life. Like you have to have blackout shades. And I literally put tinfoil and duct tape all over my windows until I could have the guy come and put blackout windows. Like I remember that because we were, we had it, we went on a trip a few months ago. We ended up using just like black trash bags, taping it. But I thought of you and that's where I was like, oh, well that's how I get around And they're like, why buy a fancy sound machine when you can go to Target and get a $20 box fan that makes like racket? And, and it's perfect. And, and it's like, it you know, the, the moving of, um, of air circulation in the room saves SIDS by like 70% or something crazy. So it's like, you're killing all these birds with one stone and it's easy and cheap and a success. So yeah. So I love it. I, I am, I can't wait for my next girlfriend to have a baby so that I can like come over and be the Kelly. Oh, that's because so I nice. feel like as moms, we should all, we should all do that. Like just let's, find one mom who hasn't figured it out yet go over to their house for a very short period of time short period of that time. was the other great thing it's like you yeah. like came in and then you were gone yeah and it was like and I felt like I had just been visited by a fairy godmother <laughs> I went over this morning my um one of my really good girlfriends from school that I met in school um my kid's school she just had her second um and her husband's working a ton so I just made her breakfast and then came here just you mm-hmm. know little chat a little time away and feeling normal again, you know, cause you just get locked in the room and you just get into a zone. So I went over and gossiped a little and <laughs> well, did what moms do. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. You want to go where everybody knows your name. I think that the biggest surprise for me as a parent has been how much my relationship with my own mother has like informed my decision making as a parent or I end up reflecting on my relationship with my mother so much like I I didn't know that becoming a mommy would become so much about my own mom yeah and sort of like our drama coming back to life sure. and all that stuff and so um, I know that you lost your mother, Kelly, mm-hmm. and I was wondering if you could sort of discuss your grieving process and how she might still be influencing um, your raising your children and how you've uh, kept her spirit alive in them. 
Yeah. So, um, my mom passed away the year before Julie and I got engaged. Um, and she growing up, I would say she was my, like when I was younger, it was like my best friend. She really made life really fun and she laughed and she sang and she danced and she was always just a really positive woman. Um, junior high, she had a lot of issues. Um, she was addicted to pharmaceutical drugs. So she was very sick for a very long time. So I really distanced myself and it was sort of a, I, I moved out when I was really young and I traveled a lot. I just sort of started to stay away from the situation. Um, and I kept even Julian sort of at a distance and, and, um, from her, or from, from her, you? yeah, okay. from her. I really, I had a wall, but I romanticized about who she was when she was young, when you know, when I was younger, because um, she was just the best mom, and you know, life did whatever to her, and she just couldn't handle it. So, um, when I had kids, yeah, I, you know, when I got pregnant, I wished I could call her. I mean, she would just be over the moon with a boy and girl. She wrote me this beautiful. Um, like what I wish for you letter that I have in my room. And, you know, she said, I wish, you know, you great love. You're going to be an amazing wife. Um, cause she knew she was dying and she, she wrote lots of letters and she even wrote a card to a boy and a card to a girl. Cause she wanted to be the first grandma to say, you know, welcome to the world. And she knitted things for them. So I have blankets for them. And she was very thoughtful. Um, which is what I really hang on to the most about her. And that's why I try to be as thoughtful as I can with my friends and with my family and with my kids. Um, so, oh, sorry. Um, so just hers, her saying, oh, I wish you have a little, I, I wish that you have a little girl and she looks just like you when I see you having a boy. It sort of was perfect for me. I got both and I feel like she's sort of around and, um, so what I do, what I try to do is remember how good she was to me when I was young. So there's lots of singing and lots of dancing and, you know, when I look at your social media account, it's so joy filled and it's funny because again, you're you know, you were a model and your husband is a lawyer, but he looked like a model and you guys could very easily, um, you know, be this glossy couple or this glossy family that seems <clears throat> removed. You know, you look like you could be in a magazine, but you're, but what you put out there is beautiful, but it's also so joy filled and so expressive and you have these photos of your children swimming with you underwater and there's these big like air bubbles coming <laughs> up or you're doing chalk drawings and your children are like laying next to these like fantastical dragons yeah. on the sidewalk. And it's very clear from what, you know, I see while stalking you online <laughs> is that you, you have most certainly carried on, uh, that, tradition or that when your children speak about you someday on a podcast, <laughs> I am sure that they will, um, describe you in a very similar manner. 
I hope so. And, you know, to go back a little bit to my mom, you know, um, she wasn't there a lot for, for really special things in my life. And so I think I've, that's what I'm sort of doing now is to make sure that I show up and I'm doing everything I can, um, for everything. So, so that's, that's where I, I've taken the best part of her, but I've also added into what I know she, who she would have been had she not been so sick. So, um, you know, with the Alliance of Moms too, I go back to that because I relate to some of those girls in a way with, um, not having, you know, support or someone to talk to or, you know, being in uncomfortable situations. And so, um, I'm here to say that, you know, you can fix it and change it and be the best mom. You really can. It's, you know, I, I freak out all the time. It's like I have two, three-year-old kids that drive me totally bonkers, but, um, I try, I try so hard every day to make sure they're smiling and laughing and doing something, um, fun, you know, and I have photographs now, which is amazing to show for it. When did you start doing photography? I think I've always been really like into it. I've always really liked to do it. Um, like I took photography classes back in the day when there was film and, you know, learned how to like process your film. Um, I always just loved storytelling that way. Um, so when I got, when I, you know, had kids, I thought this is amazing. Cause I mean, they're the most well-documented children I think ever. I mean, people who follow me on Instagram, I'm, sh- I'm sure they like are deleting every, like I'm losing followers because there's so many posts of my children, but Um, I just like it. I just like it. And I want them to have books and stories. You know, we go through books together. We go through stories together all the time. Like, you know, Lily the other day said, oh, that's Georgie. He's crying. The baby's crying. And I said, yeah, he was a baby. You know, we like talk about photo books. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I love it. And I, who knew I knew how to like you say, drawing on the chalk. Like I I had no idea I knew how to do that until George like, one day said, draw me a scary dinosaur. And I was like, draw a scary dinosaur. So I like Googled how to draw like a dinosaur and would like sit there and try to like draw. And then he'd start getting into like, draw a lion. And I'm like, a lion. Oh my goodness. So it's become our thing. It's just really fun. And one of your chalk drawings you have, or it's become a series now. Yeah. But you have super Lily. I have super Lily. So can you describe that? chalk drawing first of all and like what Lily's doing and then it's is it, important. Is it, the, is it the flying through the sky or it's the one is where it, her like arm is up in the air yeah I think she's flying right isn't her arm yeah well like there's a series she's yeah. she's super Lily she's flying through the sky um so yeah can you describe for our listeners yeah your uh, super Lily series so super Lily is because my daughter um we just found out this year in March, late March, that she has what's called a third degree heart block. It's where the top of her heart does not communicate with the bottom of her heart. So she just had a pacemaker put in um, eight weeks ago. And um, I didn't want her to be afraid. Quite frankly, I didn't want us to be afraid of this process because it was very, very upsetting and her and, and worrisome. Um, but the only thing I could think of doing was telling her and myself that she was going to be a superhero. She was going to be super Lily and 
every time we had to go get her monitor put, put on with all of her stickers all over her chest and she had to sleep with it for 24 hours, I would say, we're supercharging your heart. This is so important. We've got to supercharge your heart. Um, and then finally surgery day came and I, I got her the most amazing cape from Etsy and this hat. And we went in and she thought I, we had talked to the doctors and the doctors were great about it and said, you know, she would say, are you going to supercharge my heart? And he would say, yeah. And she said, are you going to be very, 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 very careful? <laughs> and he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the day came and she just thought, this is it. I'm going to be a superhero when I come out of this. So it was sort of like a great thing for all of us. And I was drawing these, like, that's how it really started the chalk series. I started drawing her like flying through the sky and then saving George and then sitting next to like a giant superhero herself. And it just became this thing for us to like sort of communicate it together, um, that she was going to be a superhero. Now she did wake up super pissed and <laughs> like so angry and she wanted out of there so badly. And then oh. finally after four popsicles, she was like back to herself and she wanted to fly around the, uh, like around the area, which she was attached to machines. But, um, I do remember her being like, mama, it's broken. And I said, what do you mean it's broken? She's like, Oh, she kept putting her arm in the air and she's like, I can't fly yet. And I was oh. like, Soon, soon. <laughs> Just don't jump off of anything yeah, thinking you can buy that. Yeah, so it's our thing. So and she thinks that she's a she's super lily. And when did this happen? When was her surgery? It was so recent. Yeah, it was um, eight weeks ago. Eight weeks ago. Yeah, eight weeks ago. And how did you explain it to her brother George? Um, we didn't really explain it to George. I mean, George knows and goes on appointments with us sometimes. Like I would take him with us and the doctors were, I think the most important thing too is like the team. If your child is sick, the team that you have around you is everything. And they really worked with us. Um, so when George would come, like they'd put stickers on George to make him feel sort of special. Cause I didn't want anything to be taken away from him as well. Um, and you know, putting the pacemaker in was a day. So it didn't take, George was just having popcorn with our good friend, Aaron and her kids and like watching movies with the girls. So he really didn't have much of a difference. Like he would go, Oh, you're boo boo. Cause she has a scar. And so, you know, we talked about it and he knew that she was super Lily. So now he wants to be super George. So but for the birthday party, like everyone got capes. So everyone, could be super, everyone everybody could be got capes. super people. Um, so we tell him he's super as well. And they, you know, I think there's a thing between them too that they sort of communicate and she'll say, yeah, the doctors did this. The doctors, you know, had to hurt me to make me better. So we, we've, we're obviously doing something right because everyone's talking about it. And um, I'm cer- certainly open and want people to ask questions too about it. You know, <coughs> she's special, but, um, you know, she's super. And how have you... Um, how did you talk to her preschool teachers about her condition or do yeah, you, are you a really she, good question? She, and she has so much energy. <sighs> She's oh gosh. When, when that's the thing, when they, when, when we went contained? in for a, for a sick visit is when they found it and it was under five minutes to my new, cause I switched pediatricians. My new pediatrician said, oh my goodness. Um, she, her heart rate is very low and we need you to go to CHLA immediately like for this. And so, um, it was all a learning process, but I, we were just starting preschool. So that was really stressful too for us. Like, and she, but they, I remember them saying like her energy, like this is just not normal. Like what I'm looking at and what I'm seeing is so not 
normal. So they sort of like thought it was okay. And she probably had it for a little while and she was adjusting to it. Um, (laughs) but I did go, um, when we started preschool, I'm, I'm close with the, um, the owners of our preschool and I talked to them first about it beforehand and they were amazing and, um, open to any suggestions and anything that I needed. Um, and then I basically wrote an email, a mass email to my class, um, and said, Hey everyone, you know, super Lily is in class with you guys. And, you know, every so often she's going to come in with this monitor and, and I sent, I showed a link to what her condition was. So if you have any questions, but please don't feel like you have to treat her any different. Um, it's just, you know, we have to monitor her and she'll get a pacemaker within the year. Um, and you know, there'll, there'll, there'll be restrictions, but, um, again, just if anything ever happens, like, you know, she has this condition and please, like if I'm not around or whatever. So it was super well received. Everyone was really nice about it. Um, and then when we got the pacemaker at the teachers, like the cards and the gifts and like the, mm. the parents in the class and just the kids ever just, everyone was just so wonderful. And it's a learning process. Like she can't have magnets. She can't go through security at any airports or things like that. So like magnetiles, like I didn't know she can't play with magnetiles. And mm. like, we got a gift, like a box of a hundred magnetiles, like <laughs> to keep her active at home. And I was like, Oh no, ah, get them out of the yeah, house. No. But like at preschool, they know. So they have all that stuff. They even have those drawing boards that are magnetic. So I didn't even know those had magnets in them, but it's hard to keep a preschooler away from magnets. But what they do is when she comes in in the morning, she sits at a different table, but they have things set up for her that says like, you know, coloring or whatever. So if she happens to sit next to something, they move it. And they've just been really, they've been helping me and I'm helping them. So it's just a learning process, but I've got a good team over there. I feel like we're really blessed to land where we did do you ever I mean obviously you're in a really well okay let me say that again you know clearly you've gone through a lot in the past five years mm-hmm. um, you know with becoming pregnant and raising twins and you know dealing with Lily's heart condition and you've also started this incredible organization, Alliance of Moms, and you seem to have an incredibly full, you know, joy-filled life. Do you ever look back at, you know, before you got married and you were a runway model or when you mm-hmm. were dating Adam Levine? Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you ever, is it just like, thank God that's all over? And I'm so happy. Or do you ever have little moments when you were like, oh, like just to be in my early 20s again and not having like all this responsibility? No. um, No. I mean, man, did I have a rockin' 20s. I had so much fun. I had a lot of fun. I met a lot of great people. I traveled the world. Um, I, you know, had a fancy boyfriend and it was a really good time, but it was that time. And though it was meaningful then and, um, my expectations and my, my desires and my wants and my, my goals were way different. And it, it's not that it's, they were off. It's not that, um, you know, it, I was in the right place at the right time. And so now, you know, when I met my husband, it was a, it was a, 
amazing thirties. Do you know what I mean? Like we met or like my late twenties in which we had so much fun and we traveled and we were really great like partners. And, um, and I met my best friend and it's like, I was ready for that. And my, my new goals and my new expectations and my new things that I was looking to do were different. And it's, I mean, it's even better. I mean, yeah, kid having twins is stressful. Having, I have a, uh, children's clothing line called little minis. And I put a lot of energy into that, but it's my creative mind that I get to work. And Mm -hmm. for Alliance of Moms, it's my, it's my heart and it's my, um, my giving back and it's my lessons for my kids too. And that brings me so much joy. And I have the most amazing husband and partner for life. Like it's all of it's wonderful. My thirties are fucking awesome. So I don't know what forties looking like, but I can only imagine Well, that is going to bring me to my mom's session today for this episode. My mom's session is Kelly's clothing line. You, some of you probably saw on social media or might remember my story of our, uh, family photography session, uh, where Sabrina in Griffith park and like 103 degrees is rolling around in the dirt and acting like a maniac. But what she was wearing (laughs) was Kelly's Design Little Minis. And what's really special about this company is that um, they use vintage dead stock cotton fabric. So it's all this old fabric that hasn't been used in decades. And you go, Kelly goes to this warehouse downtown and she finds it. And then the pieces are limited. So once you have, like Sabrina's dress won't be on sale again. And there are only so many made, which makes them feel like extra special. Yeah. And... And all the production, including the samples, is in downtown LA. So that is our mom session today. And then Kelly um, is going to read to you our mom bomb. Our mom bomb. Don't listen to anyone. Trust what gives you pleasure. Trust the emotions. If you love something but can't explain why, that's enough. And then happiness depends more on the inward disposition of mind than in outward circumstances. Benjamin Franklin. So trust in your goodness, live out your greatness, rock on, Atomic Moms.